Trapped Down a Well by Robert Keener. After his little boy fell into the cold depths, Brandon Leesberg leapt in to rescue him. Then, father and son both became stuck. As the late afternoon sun beat down in May 2021, Brandon Leesberg finished feeding his cows on his farm in Missouri and decided to call it a day. As they often did, his two sons, Louis, six, and Everett, three, had tagged along with him as he worked in his north pasture, and they were also anxious to go home. On the way back to the house, the boys, rambunctious as always, ran ahead of their father. As Brandon, a farmer and cattle producer, stopped to close the pasture gate, Louis paused at a water spigot atop an old well to quench his thirst. Unknown to the Leesbergs, the board covering the well opening had, over time, grown brittle. When Louis stepped on it, it caved in. Brandon had just finished latching the gate when he turned around and saw only his youngest son. "'Where's Louis?' he shouted to Everett. Everett, his blue eyes wide with fear, told him, "'He fell in the hole!' The 37-year-old immediately realised what had happened. "'No,' he thought. "'Louis can barely swim!' Brandon raced over to the well, and when he heard Louis splashing and gurgling far below, he instinctively jumped in. Plunging feet first more than 20 metres down the 60-centimetre-wide brick-lined well, Brandon could hear Louis screaming. Somehow, Brandon managed to grab onto a pipe that ran down the inside of the well, which helped slow his descent and keep him from crushing his son. Brandon hit the frigid water at the bottom of the well. He popped his soaked head out and grabbed Louis, who was panicked, and tried to stay afloat in water that was too deep for either of them to stand in. Knowing they could tread ice-cold water for only so long, Brandon hoisted Louis onto his chest as he wedged his own legs and back against the well's narrow walls for support, his body still partly submerged. "'All right, Dad, you can pull us out now,' said the child as his father held him tightly. If only it were that easy." Brandon knew there was no way he could climb out. 20 metres is a very long way. The pipe that he had grabbed onto during his fall was too slippery to be of any use. There was only one way they could be saved. As he clutched his terrified six-year-old son in the frigid waters, he told him, your brother is going to have to help us. Looking up to see Everett peering down at them from the top of the well, Brandon shouted to the boy, Everett, you're going to have to be a big boy and save us. Run to the road and stand by the mailbox until someone stops. Tell them we need help. And Everett, stay off the road. Everett did as he was told. But Brandon worried that there would be few cars on the little travelled road that ran next to the farm. And even if someone did stop, would his three-year-old son be able to explain what had happened? Looking up the shaft, Brandon clutched Louis, who was shivering from the cold water, tighter to his chest. And he prayed. Minutes passed like hours as Brandon continued to arch and brace his shoulders and strong legs against the brick walls. Five minutes. Ten minutes. There was no sign of Everett. Where is he, Brandon wondered. Are we going to make it? Finally, Everett's face appeared. His voice trembling, he shouted, Daddy, are you still down that hole? Yes, Everett, did you get some help? Brandon shouted back. No, they're not coming. Brandon's heart sank. But he tried not to sound scared as he shouted up to his son, That's okay, honey, but you have to go back out to the road and get someone to stop. Okay, Everett? 
Okay, Daddy, the three-year-old replied, then turned and dashed back out to the roadside. Brandon began thinking of how he and Louis could possibly survive through the night if they were not rescued soon, and what would happen to Everett if... He quickly decided to shut off these dark thoughts. I have to be strong for Louis and Everett, he told himself. But when Everett didn't return after another long ten minutes, Brandon broke down for a moment and cried. Louis immediately asked him, Are you crying, Dad? No, this is my happy laugh, Brandon told his son, hugging the boy even tighter. About 15 minutes after Everett ran to the road for the second time, Christy and Mark McKenney, neighbouring farmers, were driving past the Leesburg farm when they noticed the three-year-old alone by the side of the road, waving. They pulled over and asked if he was okay. Choking back tears, he told them, My daddy's in a hole. The couple put Everett in their truck and drove onto the farm and the boy pointed to the well. Mark immediately dialed emergency services, telling the dispatcher, This is Mark McKenney. I need some help. A guy and a boy fell in the well. Meanwhile, Christy called another neighbour, Dan Athan. After hearing that Brandon Leesburg was in trouble, 45-year-old Dan swung into action. The farmer grabbed a thick 25-metre rope from his shed, and he and his son Ryan, 13, sped to the Leesburg farm. Once there, the pair sprinted to the well. Brandon, Dan shouted down. It's Dan Athan. We're going to send a rope down to you. Brandon shouted back. Okay, I'll send Louis up first. Athan felt his heart sink. He had no idea that little Louis was also in the well. He imagined how he would be feeling if his son, who was now helping him, had been trapped in similar circumstances. There was no time to waste. Although Ethan and the others didn't know exactly how long Brandon and Louis had been in the well, they were aware that the risk of hypothermia grew with every passing second. After a call from Mark, Eric Duncan, who works on Brandon's farm, and his friend Jacob McKenney arrived to help. They tied the end of the rope into a loop and Dan tossed it down the well. Brandon put the loop around Louis, but concerned that the knot holding it in place would come undone, he told the boy to hold on tight. Finally, Brandon shouted, Okay, we're ready! The neighbours started hauling up Louis, but were puzzled by how heavy the six-year-old was. Dan sensed something was wrong. They gave another hard tug, and suddenly something seemed to break free. After that, the men easily hoisted Louis up and out of the well. When he emerged, they were shocked to see that he had wires wrapped around his arm. They realised the extra weight was because Louis had somehow become entangled with the well pump and its wiring. But now he was safe. You're out, buddy, you're out, said Eric. We'll get you in the truck and get you warmed up. He sat Louis on his knee as others carefully unwrapped the tangled wires from his arm. Louis was shivering and terrified as Eric rushed him to his truck, where he bundled him in several hoodies and turned the heater up full blast. The neighbours now turned their attention to Brandon. Although they could have waited for the emergency rescue team to arrive, they didn't hesitate. Their friend was in trouble. Of course they had to try to get him out. But there was a problem. Brandon was a big man and would likely be too heavy to pull out of the well using just the rope, as they had done with Louis. They decided to use the foundation of the old windmill that still stood over the well as a hoist to help pull Brandon up. They tossed down the loop at the end of the rope and Brandon tightened it around his torso. After looping their end of the rope over the old windmill frame, Dan shouted to Brandon, Can you help pull yourself up by using the well's pipe? 
Yeah, he yelled back. I'm ready to go. Each of the five neighbours grabbed a portion of rope and began to pull. Brandon helped by gripping the well's pipe as best he could as he ascended towards the circle of blue sky and sunlight at the top of the well. Keep it going, Brandon, the team shouted as they hoisted him up. We've got you. Hang on. About 40 minutes after he'd jumped into the well to save his son, Brandon finally emerged, cold and wet. Just as his neighbour's strong arms reached out to grab him, he collapsed to the ground, exhausted by his ordeal. A minute later, emergency services arrived. Other than some nasty scratches, Brandon was fine. Louis, though, suffered hypothermia as well as deep bruising from the wires that had entangled him. He also had a punctured lung, which doctors told Brandon was likely a result of the rope around his chest. Still, he was healthy enough to return to school a week later. We are just neighbours helping neighbours, he says. It's just what we do. He pauses, then adds, If there is a hero in this story, it's three-year-old Everett. He's a real lifesaver. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au. Brought to you by Readers Digest Australia. Narration by Zoe Mernier. Sound production by Ricky Price.